The idea of a curriculum, which makes the social-emotional learning needs of students a priority and ensures that all children are being taught to think critically, collaborate effectively, communicate respectfully, and express themselves creatively has been my vision for many, many years. In a world where children are rushed from place to place, often on devices, we as educators and parents need to create an environment where they are given time and allowed to focus, to think, to create, and to learn. Let's make this happen together. My name is Jennifer Lee Quattrucci. Welcome to my podcast. Let's talk about boredom. Should we let our children be bored? Yes, I think yes. There have been countless studies that show that people are more creative when they are bored. And I definitely believe that's also true for our kids. When our minds are bored, we start to daydream and that daydreaming inspires creativity. When our kids have nothing to do is when they truly exercise their imaginations and that is such an important skill to develop, maybe the most important. Studies have shown that it's also good for their psychological well-being. A few years ago, the American Psychological Association did research. They found that although boredom is a universal experience, there really wasn't a go-to definition of the condition. So. They came up with a definition. John Eastward of York University in Toronto and his colleagues studied scientific literature for theories of boredom and they tried to find commonalities. They interviewed hundreds of people about what it feels like to be bored or the state that we refer to as boredom. They found that it is best described in terms of attention. A bored person isn't someone who just doesn't have anything to do. They want to be stimulated, but is unable, for whatever reason, to connect with his or her environment. Eastward describes this as an unengaged mind. The definition they came up with for boredom is an unfulfilled desire for satisfying activity. And their research even began to connect ways boredom can affect behavior. They found that boredom actually increased people's tendency to recall nostalgic memories and made them feel that life in general was more meaningful. They also started putting more meaning into the next things they saw. When our children are bored, they are able to find value in their own experiences and develop their own unique worldview, which makes them psychologically stronger for the future. Being bored also motivates our children. As our children grow up, we can't possibly be there for every moment of every day. We won't be able to fill their schedules with educational events or entertain them constantly. At some point, we have to learn to let go and hope for the best. They have to learn to motivate themselves. Letting them be bored plays a huge part in learning that skill. Boredom gives our children practice in making their own decisions and finding ways to be interested in what's going on around them. When they learn this, they become more interesting people. They learn to entertain themselves and they don't grow up thinking that they are the focus of the world and that everyone is there to serve them. And they don't grow up accepting an identity that has been developed by their parents rather than developing their own identity. 
and you know, it's important also for us to take time for ourselves and not feel like we have to focus on being a parent 24-7. That can cause unnecessary anxiety and the kids will pick up on it. So we can let our kids be bored and we can all be happier. And sometimes, you know, I think the problem with boredom is when we think our kids come to us and say, I'm bored, we think of it as something missing. boredom really something missing? Is it really having nothing to do and nothing to think about? Nothing to learn? No one to be with? No no one to play with? Nothing to experience? Is that really what boredom is? And with all the tech and the devices, the new normal might seem that constant engagement is how it's supposed to be for our kids. And we might even be afraid or not trust our children's ability to tolerate or even survive this open, unfulfilled time. So when our kids say, I'm bored, they most likely mean that nothing is interesting to them, but they're looking outside of themselves. And it's not only okay for them to think that, but it's essential because then instead of looking outside of themselves, they can look within if we just let them just be. So there was a Twitter chat last week. It was last Sunday morning, and it started with a tweet from Kate Lindquist. She is an amazing artist that I'm friends with. And she asked, if someone gave you a box with your favorite childhood toy in it, what would you find inside? This sparked a huge discussion that went on all morning, all night, and even it's different parts during the week. I saw, I saw people responding again and again. So your favorite childhood toy. I immediately responded with strawberry shortcake ragdoll. And probably I immediately responded with that because I actually found that toy in a store in Mystic, Connecticut, not too long ago. And I was like, oh, I had this when I was little. I loved it so much. And my husband was like, we should buy it. And we bought it. And I did love it so much. And I love it now. And it's actually sitting right here on my desk still in the box because I'm afraid to take it out of the box but I will and anyway later that day people were responding with different toys and I also remembered another toy I loved it was a Crayola Caddy and it had crayons and markers and paint and people were responding all different kind of things but the one thing I kept thinking as the people were responding was that every toy was something so basic so simple but the memories the fond memories were so evident as the people were discussing them and showing pictures and going on about it i mean honestly i think the twitter chat is still going on now a week later someone just responded something else today another picture of a favorite toy the toys that were chosen as favorite toys they required imagination and interaction People were talking about Legos and board games, Silly Putty, a Barbie house, an Easy Bake Oven, Army Guys, Barrel of Monkeys, Hot Wheels, Cabbage Patch Kids. But what I, what I think, it's not the actual items themselves, but the way we use them that made them our favorites. And I wonder how many of us were allowed as kids to be bored and to make our own decisions and that was what led to us finding our favorite things to do and even inspired us to choose the careers that we did that relate to them. So also this morning I was speaking to a friend, a longtime friend of mine, Lisa Bianco, and she's a mom and she's a teacher. She has an amazing, creative, lovely daughter in the first grade. 
Her name is Angelina. We were talking about the topic about, you know, letting kids be themselves. People seem to be so structured, going here, going there, this lesson, that lesson. And she was saying how she, you know, like me and like a lot of us, she encourages imaginative play. She's not quick to hand her child, you know, the iPad, the device. And she was saying how her Angelina writes books, builds elaborate structures with Legos, cooks huge gourmet meals with her play food. And, you know, who knows one day if she will be an author, an architect, or a chef. And would she be doing those things if Lisa, her mom, constantly structured her time or handed her a device? Most likely not. So, what do you think? Should kids be bored? I definitely think yes. Bored is awesome. so much for listening. I hope you found it worthwhile. I love to connect, so feel free to contact me on Twitter, Jen Quattrucci, on my blog, Mommy Teacher Fashionista, on Instagram, anywhere. Even leave a voice message here if you'd like, if you're listening on the Anchor Podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.